Welcome, everyone, to episode 450 of the Thumbstick Athletes Podcast. I'm your host, Dan. I'm Will. Today's topic is going to be Persona 5 Royal. Will is going to be doing the heavy legwork for this episode. Uh, you probably played a significant amount, right? Nope. No? I played... Uh, I have some idle time in there. Maybe seven, eight hours total. Okay, that's that's I've good, been... though. You played a lot of Persona 5. Yeah, so I actually suggested this episode. One, because it's timely. Yeah. Uh, two, I just played Persona 5 uh, the original game and probably like took me September and October to work through it. Uh, so I played it semi recently and I'm familiar with everything and all the mechanics. And I know, uh, there's been a lot of coverage on like what's different in this game as opposed to the original. Yeah. Uh, so there's a lot of things that I can, uh, talk about and I'm going to try to give it to everybody as not spoiler, spoiler, like infested as I can. I'm going to try to keep right. it spoiler free for the most part. Obviously there's going to be some things that are going to be probably a little spoiled for people. Yeah. But, eh, sorry. I'll the do good, the best I can. The good thing for me with, without having any context for, for the, the characters or anything is I'll usually forget it. Like I remember this is a little bit of an aside, but when game of Thrones is going on before I started watching it, um, I would read, you know, headlines of stuff that happened in the show, but I didn't know any of the characters' names or what any of it meant. So yeah. I never, I never committed it to memory. So it, it was all still new. I started watching shortly after season five concluded. So I, I had not known anything that was going to happen just because I did never, you know, I, like I said, I would scroll past headlines of what happened, but just it didn't mean anything. So yeah, no, I'm, I'm kind of the same way with a lot of that stuff too. Um, like I am playing Pokemon White right now, and I have played it and beat it, but I didn't remember anything from it. So yeah. I was the same thing, and that's something that I played through. It makes it makes you question. You're like, did I even really did I play this game? Yeah, exactly. It happens sometimes. Exactly. So yeah, uh, that's going to be our main topic. Will do you have anything you want to tease for later on in the episode? I'll talk about Doom Eternal. Uh-huh. Uh, there's not a ton to talk about, but I will talk about that briefly. Obviously, Pokemon White, Animal Crossing. Um, there's an anime recommendation I'm going to make to everybody. One that I'm jumps to the top of my list of favorites so that uh it's probably it we got some news yeah we'll definitely be talking a lot of animal crossing i played a buttload of animal crossing um we do have some good news in the avalanche of bad news that's been going on uh the past couple weeks that there is a a glimmer a glimmer of hope from a fairly likely spot um but we'll talk about that during a little bit so all right well First things first, uh, and I asked you about this before we started, but give me a sense of what Persona 5 Royal is. I know it's an RPG. I know it takes place in a school, but like, what's it about? What What do you do? Like, what do you do in the game? So like, take me take me through like an hour of like average gameplay in Persona. Persona 5. So I'm going to try to keep this as concise as I can because there's a lot to this game. I mean, yeah. if you have a game that's a hundred, I checked my Persona 5 file, Dan, because I know I've talked about how much I played it. I had 120 hours into that. Mm-hmm. So I'll try to keep it as concise as I can for a 120 hour game. So basically the gist of the story, and this will give context for like what you do in the game, mm-hmm. is um, your character, Joker, is lives home with his parents. There's something that happens where he stops somebody from essentially being sexually abused. 
Uh, the guy happens to be a powerful person and turns it around onto Joker, being the one who was um, physically abused the person who was trying to abuse the young lady. Mm-hmm. So what happens is he goes to jail, gets kicked out of his home, and has to be fostered in um, in Yongin Province is the area, and it's by. I think Tokyo somewhere in Japan. I have no idea. Okay. Uh, and he's fostered there and he goes to this school called Sujin Academy. And he has this thing where this is this weird app that keeps showing up on his phone and he's trying to delete it, yada, yada, yada. But what happens is this is where it's going to get really confusing. Uh, the game is basically about corrupt adults who take advantage of people to further themselves. So the first, the entry thing, it's called a palace, is what everybody's main, like, there's seven different, there's like eight palaces in this game. Uh-huh. And they're like the mental cognition of the bad guy and like what they think this area is. So the main, the first guy whose name is Komoshida, he's a uh, volleyball coach at Sujin Academy. He's a real jerk. He's probably, I think, the most disgusting villain in the game. The, the, uh, and the standard gym teacher trope. Yeah, so he's a volleyball <laughs> teacher, and like he abuses the students, he sexually abuses the females, uh, blackmail students, stuff like that. Like he's just a terrible human being. He perceives the school as a castle, so you transport into this cognitive world where the school is a castle and you face the shadow Kamoshida, which is his inner self on like what he perceives himself as. So he perceives himself as the king of this castle. Okay. So you're, this whole castle is a dungeon. So it's a dungeon crawler and you go through it fighting different minions in these different palaces during the game. And that's like the battling mechanic. It's a turn-based game. You have parties of four. So like the four introductory characters are like Joker and um ryuji and morgana morgana those are like the four introductory characters that you get and you guys do this palace together because you're all student well morgana morgana is not a student but the other three are students together so that's the combat part it's like everybody has their own persona too to fight in this cognitive world as well Uh. so jokers is arson he's the main one or arson um but what it is, it's basically unlocks the like rebellion spirit inside these students to be able to take on these bad guys so they're able to fight. Um, and that's kind of where the combat goes in. That gives them the different powers to be able to cast spells, shoot a gun, yada, yada, yada. Uh, the game is pretty heavy into the cognitive world and cognition versus reality. Uh-huh. Um, it's really big into that. So it's kind of hard to explain because... I'm not very intelligent, so trying to break down something that's very heady into a more simpler... No, you you did a good it. job. You gave me a lot better context than what I had before. Because yeah. I, I, couldn't, I couldn't come to terms with like all the, the supernatural type of stuff that happens in it. Yep. Um, but that, you, it makes, so, makes sense now. And Joker is unique because everybody only gets one persona, but Joker can have multiple personas, basically. Okay. Uh, because the persona is basically what you are deep down. So, mm-hmm. like, Joker is gets Arsene, who is, like, a really powerful spirit. Uh, but he can also talk to other spirits to get them. Which I'll actually be covering that in a, during that actual breakdown of what Royal is. But he can control many different personas. But with that, that's, like, the palace and gameplay fighting aspect. But there's a whole other side of it where there's social uh, interaction. So each character that's in your party 
is a confidant and other people that are close to you are also confidants. And you can actually raise up those relationships with these different people by doing like going on dates or going out with them or like giving them gifts or doing all sorts of stuff like that. So uh, Ryuji, for example, who is like the very first person that is like your friend because they know that you uh, went to jail and actually Komoshida told everybody that you went to jail and said that you're an ass you assault people like you're a rapist, stuff like that. So the school hates you right off the bat. But Ryuji, who's also kind of somebody who Komoshida treated like garbage, identifies with you and you get along with him. He's like your first friend. So he's the chariot uh, confidant. And everybody has their own confidants. Uh, Anne is the lovers. Um, Hierophant is another one. There's just a ton of different ones. Sun, moon. They are like the relationships that you have with these people. And you raise those to get different in-game abilities. Uh, so like one of the moon ones is you get more experience um, in battle and there's just tons of different rewards for raising up these social skills with different people and they all provide different bonuses to help you out. Um, so basically you're like living your life as a high schooler, but you are also a phantom thief at the same time. That's the name of the organization. They're phantom thieves. Um, their goal is to basically change the terrible things that these people are doing by changing their heart is kind of the gist of it. Um, and you do that through various different aspects of gameplay. So, okay. Yeah. It's, it's, it's very heady. A lot of the stuff that happens, but it's very good because I actually, when I bought a PS4 back in like, I think maybe May, April, May, um, I bought this game then and played maybe an hour of it but really didn't get into it and then came back to it in like september and just couldn't put it down yeah um loved it so uh, it's it's hard i think all of you guys would really like it on the podcast i know you and Corey would be like it more eric i think would also like it but it's hard to justify 100 hour game to people today. yeah yeah sure um, I think we're in a very unique situation now. At least I know I am that I'm able to actually sit down and play Royal with everything that's been going on. I don't think I'd be able to put in as much time as I really want to with Royal if the circumstances were normal. Uh -huh. So I'm actually very fortunate that this game came out when it did. Yeah, you're not the only one that feels that way, too. Even people that, like you said, that like you that have played through all of Persona 5 are like, well, I, I have the time now to sink into Persona 5 Royale now to yep. Royal. I was actually talking to one of our listeners, Reefer, about it, and he actually, I asked him, I was like, oh, like, you know, Royal comes out in two hours, and he's like, ah, you know, like, I'm really not that interested once I found out you couldn't port your save over. Oh. Um, but we actually got talking about it, and I actually kind of, he watched some, like, trailers on it and got re-excited for it, and I was like, yeah, man, like, give it a go. Like, we have some time to, like, actually play it, like you know circumstances are different we can't do anything outside so he yeah. actually ended up getting it and he's loving it too so nice. yeah so we've been talking a little bit about it so for things that are different and if you have any questions dan about any of the gameplay just fire away okay on them so there's a new localization to the game um i actually didn't pick up on this and when i was talking to reefer about it he also didn't really pick up on it but the localization for the game is actually pretty bad um a lot of people pointed this out and i guess one of the reasons for it is they only had three months or something like that to localize the entire game which if you've played that game you know how much dialogue there really is in that yeah that's so a huge task Huge task. So it's actually pretty bad, and I didn't notice when I played it, but I've since seen some videos where people point out some things that look really dumb and don't make sense. It's definitely there. So 
there's a whole new localization for the game. They took their time with it. Um, one of the character arcs got completely changed, which I'll talk about in a little bit. So, like, most of that character arc is a little bit different, or a lot different than what it was in the original game. So that, like, takes advantage of the localization team, like, to full effect, whereas they already had a baseline uh, for what they were doing from the, pre- like, the previous entry. So there's that. So a whole new localization. Um, new characters. The big one, and who's, like, the poster child of the game, is Kasumi Yoshizawa. Uh, she's that red-haired girl who has the red ribbon in her hair. Uh-huh. She's, like, the poster child of Persona 5 Royal with Joker. She's um, joined Sujin Academy at the same time as Joker does, and she's part of the main story from the start, but she doesn't become a playable character until really late into the game, apparently. I guess you get, like, maybe 40 hours with her, 30 hours with her, which comparatively to the rest of the game isn't as much time but she's kind of worked in early and you're kind of familiar with who she is and she's actually it's nice because everyone's so mean to you at the start of the game and she's nice to you so it's just kind of like oh good like thank god um and they do a little intro the game kind of how it starts off does a little bit of a shows you something late in the game and then pulls it back and you start the game from there and she actually shows up in like the the prologue and she's like really awesome like her fighting stuff so She's a part of the the prologue, which is really cool. So you get to see her in action, and then you're like, there's your little tease for when you get to actually use her. Nice. Which is really cool. Yeah. Um, there's the new guidance counselor confidant named Maruki. Uh, he is also a confidant, as I said, which he gives you different bonuses. I know he helps Joker with some special points. Um, uh, special points are basically what you use to cause like magic and status effects and stuff like that. So he does things that like helps you raise your ability to recoup those special points when you're doing uh, different combat scenarios. Uh, so he does stuff like that. Goro Akechi, who has a huge role in the game, uh, his entire story kind of got reworked and his confidant level is leveled up separately now, whereas before it happened naturally in the story. So like you'd hit a story beat and then your confidant level or confidant level would go up with that story beat. But now it's a little bit more natural. You actually have to do stuff to raise it, which I like and don't like. Don't like because that's going to make me juggle more confidants uh-huh. in the game that I want to raise. But it's also kind of cool because you get to see a little bit more with him and get more backstory naturally, whereas the game kind of shoehorns a lot of that in. Um, okay. Before. Uh, real quick, so do you, do you have like a huge range of characters that you can interact with, but it's best to only like focus on a handful and you know to 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 assemble your team. So you get a specific. There's certain characters that join your team that only fight with you and go to palaces. Okay. Um, I want to say there's like eight of them that you actually fight with. People like uh, the guidance counselor, the guy who takes you in, um, the airsoft shop guy. Like Those are confidants, whereas they don't fight with you in the cognitive world, but they give you bonuses in the cognitive world. Okay. Um, Goro Akechi is somebody that you fight with, whereas Maruki, the uh, guidance counselor, will be somebody that doesn't fight. Gotcha. Um, there's a clinic by you. You get a confidant with her with medicines. She doesn't fight with you, but she gives you bonuses. So there's like, yeah, you want to raise the confidant level with the people in your party that you use a lot because that helps you have better synergy when you fight. Uh-huh. But it's also equally important to level up these other relationships outside of the the fighting world that'll give you bonuses. Gotcha. Um, and there's also a new character named Jose. Uh, he's in the Mementos for people who played the game know what Mementos is. It's kind of hard to explain, but he buys uh, flowers you collect in the different palaces. I don't really know. I think he gives you bonuses to things like experience or money earning. So uh, he does stuff like that. There's a third semester to the game. 
that's added. I won't. I don't know anything about what it's about. I just know that Kasumi, Maruki, and Akechi are tied to this arc, so they're really important, and you have to make sure you max out your confident levels with them because if you don't, you actually can't hit this semester. The game will just end. So, like, it would really suck if you put 100 hours into the game and get to the point at the end where you can't actually do the third semester. Yeah. Um, so it's really important if you're playing this game, make sure you do Kasumi, Maruki, and Akechi's uh, confidant stuff and max it out. Okay, combat features. There's a lot of things that kind of got overhauled in combat. The biggest one that I've loved the most was the ammo reloads after every battle. You get games in the or guns in the game, uh, and what would happen is you would use these guns, but they don't reload ammo until after you leave the palaces. But now they reload after every battle. So you get a less amount of ammo per fight, but you get that reloaded every time, which is very nice because guns kind of weren't worth using at all in the in the base game because you would just use it once to maybe stun enemies. But after that, there would be no reason to use it. Now they're a little bit more powerful. They do pack a little bit more punch and they're reusable. Mm-hmm. So... I think that's huge. Baton Pass, which is ability that you used to have to unlock, it's now an upgradable skill. And what Baton Pass is, these different shadows that you fight have weaknesses. So some might be weak to fire, some might be weak to melee, to guns, yada, yada, yada. If you hit that weakness with a shadow, you get the opportunity to attack again, but you can pass your attack off to a teammate, and that teammate will do increased damage. So now you can actually upgrade that skill as opposed to just getting it unlocked and boom, having it. Uh, So there's that. Showtime attacks are added. They're like the all-out attacks, but it pairs party members and perform really strong and stylish attacks, which are cool. Uh, There's different types of shadows called disaster shadow, shadow, savage shadows. Those are just two examples. Disaster shadows, if you attack them, they immediately counterattack. But if you uh, shoot them and kill them, or just kill them in general, they'll explode and do damages to the other shadows. So that's a really cool thing that there's different shadows to that. Um, And there's also negotiating with shadows is easier. As I said before, Joker can uh, convince other shadows to join him via being a persona. That was kind of hard in the first game because you had to know versus like via reading what they're saying to know what type of shadow the way there is. Like there's the joyful one, there's a stern shadow, there's a gloomy shadow, uh, stuff like that with their personality types. Now Morgana, who is like the guider of the game, helps you know what kind of personality there is. Uh-huh. So you can kind of know what to pick when you're going uh, talking to these shadows, which is nice. Um there's a grappling hook, which helps you diverse palaces a little bit easier uh, and unlocks new ways that you can check out the different areas. Uh, palaces have some quality of life changes to make them a little bit different and better than the last time that we played the game. Uh, so I'm actually already noticing a lot of changes within the very first palace from what I could remember, at least. Um, there's different collectibles added, like will seeds that are added, and there's three per palace. Um, bosses have a few different mechanics as well which keeps it fresh because they were, you kind of would know going into it what you had to do, but now there's a little bit different between the different bosses. So that kind of helps out with keeping the things, the game fresh. Memento's got an overhaul. Um, The Velvet Room got added. Velvet Room would be hard to explain, so I'll just keep that brief. But basically they got challenge battles, and it pits your teams against waves of enemies, and you use different uh, combos and baton passes and skills to exploit weaknesses of these. And the higher that you rank in this fight, the more rewards you get, which is really cool. I was doing a little bit of that last night and got some cool stuff. 
Uh, and there's also some new places added, like the Thieves Den, which is a gallery where you can display collectibles, play soundtracks, watch animated scenes, change the appearance of your characters, which is really cool. I kind of one of my complaints about the game from the first time I played it is they don't have a Thieves Den. They just meet up in public to talk about their super secret like operation. Oh, it's always yeah. just like stupid to me. I was like, that makes no sense. But now I guess there's a Thieves Den. I'll be interested to see how that's implemented and see if they actually go there for this or if they keep it faithful to the original where they're still meeting out in public to talk about their their gallivanting in the cognitive world. Uh, there's also a card game added to it called Tycoon. It's basically a version of President, which I have never heard of, but for people who know of what President is, I guess that's what it's kind of loosely based off of. And it's also based off a game in Japan too, so... There's also a new province or location or city thing that you can explore called Kochojori, Kichijori, something like that. But I guess it's the largest explorable game hub in the in the actual game. Uh, there's a temple where you can meditate to raise your SP skills. The Jav Bar, a Penguin Bar, where you can play billiards and darts and all this stuff helps with uh, different bonuses between your confidant levels, which is super important to raise. Uh, last but not least, Morgana. A huge complaint in the original game was Morgana would tell you to go to bed all the time when you didn't want to. Mm -hmm. That's looser now. Uh, for example, if you went to the mementos of the palaces, Dan, that's the only thing you could do that day. Uh, Morgana would make you go to bed because you were too exhausted to oh, be able okay. to do anything else. And that made a lot of people <clears throat> mad because you would do mementos in the afternoon because it split up where... You have the afternoon to do something, and then you have the night to do something. So there's two opportunities each day, unless there's a story beat in the game, to do something to raise your confidence, raise your skills, whatever. Do whatever you want. Uh, but if you went to Mementos or the Palace, you that's the only thing you could do that day. Now, Morgana doesn't make you go to bed that night. She kind of just tells you, or he, I guess it's technically a guy, tells you that uh, now you can do things around... Uh, the LeBlanc Cafe, so you can, like, craft tools, you can watch uh, movies, you can read books, play video games, uh, clean LeBlanc Cafe, so those sorts of things to raise your skills. So that's really helpful and isn't as restrictive as it was in the original game, and I know I'm pretty pumped about that. So. Nice. Um, yeah, I want to say that, objectively, Persona 5 might be one of the best JRPGs ever. Yeah, I mean, I've heard nothing but great things about it. I'm... <clears throat> I'm uh, disappointed that I'm unable to to play it, but yeah, I as I said, I don't know if I said this on here. I think uh, you guys would all love it, and it's a shame that you guys don't have PlayStations to actually be able to play it because I think this is a game that really should be played. And I know Corey's playing Animal Crossing right now, and it's kind of like, what do I do? Like, kind of yeah. getting not tired of it, but kind of like burning out on it a bit. I think mm -hmm. like this would be a game where there's always something to do, so yeah. that he might really like to play. So, um, I know uh, it's I'm a really... game that has tangible objectives, whereas Animal Crossing is kind of, um, you open ended. You, yeah. Like there's, there's nothing written in stone that you should be doing or need to be doing. You kind of, uh, can do whatever you please, you know? Exactly. Um, but yeah, I am loving playing Persona 5 Royal right now. I'm going to be playing right after the podcast tonight and look forward to it i i honestly love this game it's funny because the playstation 4 had horizon and persona 5 and i didn't play either of those games when they came out and now that i've played both of them it's like two of the games that are probably going to chart my top 10 the next time i do a list because oh, wow. they're just, they're fantastic games and can't get enough of them so yeah so the question is uh so you've played persona 5 
Yep. Is this a must buy? Is yeah, there an yeah. is okay? There's enough well, content there and enough enough changes to you know say you're kind of on a budget. I would say, oh man, I I'm very bad with this because I I think the game is incredible, uh-huh. um, and I didn't buy it for sixty dollars in the first place. I think I paid. I think I bought it for like fifteen. Uh-huh. Because it was on sale for the PS5 or PS4 like hits. So I got it cheap. So for me, it was, I was going to double dip anyway, uh-huh. especially when I saw how much they were adding. Because really, like, this was a one of the best JRPGs ever, and everyone is agreeing that they've just made it better. Right. So I think it's worth it. I think they add enough content that it's definitely worth a double dip. Gotcha. But that's just me. I mean, some people don't see value in getting the same game twice. I've always been someone who does get a game that I really like on multiple different consoles, and I don't like feel guilty about that ever. So yeah, yeah, and you know, adding to the sales of a game that was developed, you know, developed by or a game that you love is always a good thing too, right? Yeah, I will say this game isn't for everybody though. Like, if I was just like trying to talk to a like more casual gamer who plays like call of duty like sure. minecraft like i don't think this would be a game that i would ever bring up to people that like those type of people that they should check out because it's just like it is very japanese sure yeah i don't think that appeals to everybody in, you the, in the west probably would have to have some sort of experience with jrpgs right yep you have to like anime of some sort to like kind of get a little bit more of what this game does gotcha so, like, you guys, yeah, I absolutely recommend it. But my average friend who plays just Warzone, like, I wouldn't, rec- like, even tell them to even think about looking at it. So, yeah. um, I think this is, a, it is, as I said, it's the, one of the best JRPGs ever made, in my opinion. So. Yeah, I mean, another reason I'd really like to play it is is because of the high praise from you and, and, and Reefer, uh, high praise from Reefer, too. Uh, but also to get context for Joker for Smash Brothers, you know, I've played the Joker a little bit in Smash Brothers, but I don't know what he's about. You know, I don't know anything about him. So that would be that would be cool. He's your silent protagonist of the Persona 5. Series. Yeah, I mean, it's the same thing I'm experiencing now with the the Animal Crossing stuff. Yep. I, have, I have context for the villager and Isabel for, that I play in, in Smash Brothers and Mario Kart and all that stuff. Uh, yep. Doing the Mario Kart, tra- the the Animal Crossing Mario Kart track, I was like, "Oh, that's Tom Nook, and this is this, and this is that," and I was like, "Oh, it, ma- it makes total sense now." I like mm-hmm. having that context, you know. Quick, this is a quick aside. Did I yeah. tell you the story of somebody on Twitter thinking Tom Nook was an American uh, politician because he saw so many people complaining? Yes, yes, I did. About... I did hear that. I think you. I think you told us that you sent us that I... tweet or whatever. Yeah, I was dying when I saw that. Yeah, they're like, like, I thought it was like an American senator, uh, but it turns out it's a, it's a cartoon right. raccoon from a video game. I hate you guys. <laughs> I like that Animal Crossing because everyone's so bored right now is making its way into like the mainstream. Mainstream, yeah, it is, and all the weird stuff that's happening in it too, um, which we'll talk about later. Yeah, um, but man, it's yeah, it is it is transcending a little bit into into the mainstream. Which is cool. It is cool. Very cool. But... Uh, yeah, the, I mean, the only last thing I wanted to talk about with Persona 5 was I'm really hoping for either a Switch or PC port. Uh, you seem to think that was more likely to eventually get a Switch port than a PC port. 
Yeah, I would imagine so. Like, I know somebody within the Atlas, Atlas is the developer of this game, uh, she actually said that if people want it on Switch, they got to start speaking up more and more because that's the only way it could potentially get done. Um, she didn't say it's, like, being worked on or anything, but, like, that's the only way for people to get that. I feel like it's a way better chance for it to come to Switch than PC, and I think that's just because Joker's in Smash Brothers. For whatever reason, it just seems like Persona 5 is a natural fit for handheld or not handheld the switch i don't know how that game would work handheld but um you know it's highly stylized so like you wouldn't really be compensating too much of the graphical ability uh-huh. in my opinion i think it would i think it's a natural fit so gotcha. um i think it would be perfect good to know yeah for sure okay anything else any other thoughts persona 5 royal no i get it if you are into that type of game Nice. Okay. All right, Nibble Bits. Will, you want to get us started with Nibble Bits? Yeah, I actually don't have too many. Okay. Um, we got our first look at Rogue Legacy 2. I don't know if you saw that, Dan. I, I saw the headline. I did not look at it. Yeah, despite it being April Fool's, Cellar Door Games started teasing Rogue Legacy 2 and put something on Twitter. It's a short little three-second clip of the night with the thing Rogue Legacy 2. Uh that's really all we got. So he said it's official, it's in development. We'll know more info in the coming days. So we'll uh, keep our eyes peeled for anything Rogue Legacy 2. That's actually, I'm surprised that it took him this long to get a second one. Yeah, I wonder if Eric's going to play this one on with the keyboard and mouse too. Like <laughs> he did the first one that I was we're so gonna, impressed by. We're, we're going to make him. Yeah, for old time's sake. Did I tell you... The I fell for my first April Fool's joke in like seven years. Yeah, you did. You want you want to explain it? So it's it's relevant. Yeah. So April Fool's was uh, yesterday, and also Corey's birthday. So happy birthday! Happy belated. Happy belated. Yep. But it was on the Hollow Knight subreddit, and I one of the posts was from William of Team Cherry, so I assumed it was a developer. Uh, and it was like, hey, like we're having all sorts of issues with Silk Song, and he cited an issue that they had with the first game. That's like a known issue that they were working through, and why it took so long for it to come to everything. Uh, he's like, we're having that with the scope of Silk Song being so much bigger than the original Hollow Knight. Like it's just not going well, so we have to delay the game until the last quarter of 2021. Oh, wow. And I was like bummed by that point. Like, but like we attach a trailer below so you can check it out and see like what the game is looking like because we didn't want to leave you guys with almost a year without any updates. Uh-huh. So I clicked it, and it was a rickroll. <laughs> <laughs> I've never been more relieved. Yeah, in my perfect. life. So, um, but that happened. I was very upset. It was the first time I fell for an April Fool's joke like that in uh-huh. so long. Nice. But my only other one, Dan, I know you have a lot, so uh, you also probably have this one, but The Last of Us 2 is delayed indefinitely. Yeah, that was announced today. Um, obviously, it's because of the whole coronavirus thing. Um, indefinitely is kind of a scary word, but really they, they mostly cited the difficulty right now in manufacturing discs and artwork and, and cases and all that stuff. That's the primary reason. I guess the game is really close to being done, like done, done. Um, so that's not the issue. It's not a development issue. It's a, it's a, it's a manufacturing issue. So, um, stinky poncho, you also beat it with keyboard, keyboard and mouse rogue legacy. Yeah. That's an, that's an impressive feat. <laughs> that is an impressive feat. 
Uh, I, I couldn't do it. No, and I'm a keyboard mouse proponent, uh, but it's mostly for shooters. I can't really... I, there's no way I could play a platformer with a keyboard and mouse. No way. I think I played Rogue Legacy on the Vita, if I remember correctly. Okay. That's I, what I played it on. What did I play it on? I played on on PC, but I used my Xbox controller. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so, so, so yeah, The Last of Us delayed indefinitely. I don't know. I, I'm hoping that this all gets cleared up before too long and uh you know as a lot of people were really disappointed in this this was supposed to come out in may wasn't it uh may 29th yeah it was i know it got delayed from march but it was only two months or three months two months so it's gotta make you think cyberpunk ghost of tsushima yeah i know uh it's hard to say what's what's ultimately going to happen but uh, it's not going to be the last game that gets delayed because of all this so well, even Square Enix with the Final Fantasy VII remake was just like, yeah, look, we have no idea when you guys are actually going to get it, like, physical. Like, physical you could get it tomorrow yeah. or in May. Like, yeah. we just have no clue. Yeah. So. Yeah. So. I do know that there's a huge rumor for Pokemon with the Gen 4 remakes, and I guess that they're having issues with coronavirus. Like, the game, like, they're working on the game, but part of the DLC that they want to do for the game, like, is just halted because of coronavirus. Yeah, because of, yeah, social distancing and stuff. It's it's hard yeah. for, it's hard for people to, uh, to, you know, work on that stuff and collaborate, you know. There's only so much you can do uh, remotely, so. Yeah, that's also a rumor, but it's, just, it's for a fact, like, it is affecting a lot of developers right now, so. Yep. I, yeah, it's bizarre. Um, however... There is a very, very silver lining to all this. Well, it's not it's not really related to the coronavirus stuff, but uh, Nintendo coming through in a big way. Um, they I don't it wasn't so much of an announcement as a as a heads up that this is the 35 year anniversary of uh, Super Mario Brothers. So I think it was Super Mario Brothers. It's 35 year anniversary of of Mario. Mario. And to celebrate that, they are having they're releasing a package that has uh, Mario 64, Super Mario Sunshine, and Mario Galaxy like remasters. It's going to be in a in a uh, almost like a Mario All Stars type of type of type of package. Three games in a package. They're also putting Super Mario 3D World as a deluxe version on the Nintendo Switch, um, and then they're going to be doing a brand new Paper Mario that's supposed Wait. to be in the old style, the old Paper Marios. Yeah, so don't think Sticker Star. Think Thousand Year Door. Yes, it's more like those. Uh, Sticker Star was the 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 poorest reviewed one. Actually, we have Color Splash, and it's actually pretty good. Yeah. Uh, so I won't I won't lump that one in. Although people didn't didn't love um, Color Splash, but I I thought it was good. Um, I think it's but more yeah, it's, RPG it's, versus right. That's exactly that's exactly right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, new Paper Mario, and I think that was all the. The Mario announcements, but uh, yeah, having Mario 64, Mario Sunshine, and Mario Galaxy in one package is amazing. Man, like hearing Sunshine is in that, like, because I think Dan didn't we hear early in the Switch's life cycle that they were we were going to be getting a Sunshine and Galaxy remaster? Like, we heard that rumor, right? What is this, well, like the fruition of it? No, one of the things the 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 Switch was supposedly supposed to be powerful enough to emulate GameCube games easily. Okay. So we thought we were getting a full on like GameCube virtual console. Uh, that obviously didn't happen. They kind of abandoned the whole virtual console thing altogether, which is fine. You know, they have the the Nintendo, the NES games and SNES games 
on their rotating thing. Uh, but yeah, these are just, uh, and I think they should do more of these. They're just coming together in a package and putting these old games. Uh, supposedly, uh, before too long, like all the Mario games, most of the Mario games will be available uh, to buy in, or play in some way, shape, or form. So I don't know if that means Galaxy 2. I don't know what that means for the new Super Mario Brothers games. Uh, Super Mario World and all the old, the other Mario's are already on the the Nintendo Switch Online stuff. So, um, mm. but yeah, uh, it's it's that's amazing. So I'm curious to know like how in depth they are going with the remaster. If they're yeah. just gonna like port them and just throw them up there. Yeah, I mean, I know, I, I know they specifically said HD remaster for Mario Sunshine. So it's at <sighs> least gonna be widescreen. You know, uh, even like I've played the emulator, and even just increasing the resolution for it makes it look a uh, hundred times better. So that alone is going to make a huge difference. It's probably the same with Mario 64 Mario galaxy was on the Wii. So bringing that into HD is going to make it incredible too. Mm-hmm. So yeah, uh, nothing but good things there from Nintendo. Yeah, no, that's cool. I guess they were going to do an E3 announcement sort of thing, but now I guess it's going to be earlier or something. There's something with it not being able to happen, like how they wanted to announce it. So yeah. Yeah, so that's incredible. Uh, I'm very excited for that. That was that was like the piece of gaming news that I've I've been cherishing all week. Yeah, that's that's amazing. That's like great. Uh, and I, again, like you, I don't mind double dipping on these games. You know. No, I've been um, looking for a way to play Sunshine for a year or two now. At this point, yeah. Uh, let's see. Fallout seventy six is free on Steam for those who own the PC version. So, but you have to claim it quickly. So do that. Uh, Epic Games, their free game this week is a game called Hob, which I remember Eric talking about, but I don't remember much about it. But it's again, it's free. So just go get it. Epic Games client. Um, What else? There's one other thing that I wanted to cover. They're starting work on Halo 2 in closed beta for the master chief collection. Um, yeah. So they're, they're slowly rolling those out. Although it's, it's gone a lot faster than I, than I would have thought. So I believe the original halo and halo reach are available off, uh, in the master chief collection and they are working on halo two. I'm very wow. excited for halo three. Cause that was my favorite online halo. Um, but yeah, I play, I played reach on PC. It ran really well. I was very, very happy with it. Um, yeah. yeah, I'm pumped for that too, Dan. Yeah. Uh, so that's all I've got. Will, uh, how was your week? Good. I wanted to bring up an anime real quick that I yeah. think everybody who likes anime should watch if they haven't seen it. Uh, it's called Fate Stay Night Unlimited Blade Works. So uh, this is like a the Fate series, I guess, is an anime series. It's like really well thought of and it's like got a lot of different pieces of it to add to the lore like there's different storylines that all coalesce into one storyline it's like different sides to it which is really cool um so the gist of it is there's this thing called the holy grail war and there are mages in the real world who participate in this who live normal lives but are actually mages and they all like participate or certain mages participate in this thing called the holy grail war i think there was like six mages or so uh that participated in it uh and each of these mages get these things called a servant and the servant are like for example the saber hero the archer hero the spear hero the or it's called lancer hero 
um, the writer hero, the assassin hero, caster, which is the mage hero, berserker, which is another hero, um, that all kind of help the their masters fight in this thing. Holy crap, the fight scenes in that show are better than any fight scenes in anime that I've ever seen. Uh-huh. I definitely implore people to look on YouTube, even if you're not that interested in watching the series, just watch a couple of the fight scenes that they do because they are animated with the budget that could buy Belarus. It's unreal, like how nice they are and how the effects are, like work. It's just, it's incredible. Um, it's uh, Stay Night Unlimited Blayworks is on Netflix, so it's really easy for everybody to watch. Wow, the okay. other Fate stuff, like Fate Zero, is on there too. So I guess that's like the prequel to Fate Stay Night. So. Uh, a couple of those are on there. So two seasons, 13 episodes for a season. Check it out. I know Fate Zero is the same thing. Definitely check it out. It's really, really well done. It's It was <laughs> because I just jumped into it knowing really nothing about it. I didn't really piece everything together in the story until late into season two uh, when everything kind of started to make sense to me. I feel like a uh, person who has seen more of this would have been able to put it together a little bit, but that didn't take away my enjoyment from it at all because I kind of enjoyed like not knowing what was going on at all during the show. So, um, what was it? Fate Stay Night. Say it again. Un- Unlimited Blade Works. Unlimited Blade Works. I just want to watch uh, Unlimited Blades Works. Okay. Yeah, just put a fight scene. Like some of those fights are like the one that everybody talks about is the Lancer versus Archer fight. Like that's like incredibly well animated. Like the whole series, like it's unreal. Like how much, how I don't know if it's just like because I don't know how anime works at all. Like on the developing side of it or the animation side, like I don't know if they're just that studio is just talented or they just have a lot of money to be able to have a lot of hands on deck for it. But okay. it is amazingly well done. So. Uh, check it out. It's a phenomenal show. It's one of it jumped probably up there with like one of my favorite series. Um, that's how good it is. So nice. Check that out. But other than that, just living life in quarantine, playing video games a lot, and yeah. just kind of doing whatever. Uh, Corey would be happy to know that you're starting to get into anime uh, if he were on. You know? Yeah. Where Where are Eric and Corey? <laughs> I don't know. I know they're playing Dauntless or talked about. It. They, I was to say, are they playing now or I thought because we're supposed to play tomorrow, right? I know they're both playing video games right now. Right. OK, we're going to try and get them on one of these nights out of. Who knows? Yeah. But... Um, yeah. So for me, uh, again, it's just quarantine stuff. It's mostly been. Mostly been the same old, same old. Uh, we are finally getting a second TV for our living room tomorrow. Hey. Um, yeah, we got one from Best Buy. It's getting delivered tomorrow at some point. But it's a 58-inch 4K HD TV, H- HDR, yada, yada, yada. Uh, it was 280 bucks. It's a Westinghouse Roku TV. Oh, nice. So, yeah, we, we kind of we try to stick with the Roku TVs because we lose our remotes, like, almost immediately because of the kids. Um, so it's nice to have, we have one fire TV uh, TV and it's just, well, luckily we solved the remote for that, but it's easier to stay in like one ecosystem for that. So uh, we've been using the Roku's cause we, we have the app on our phone to control the TVs, So um, makes it a lot easier. So yeah, we're, we're going to finally get, cause the biggest fights and most of the fights over are over what's going to be on TV. Because everyone seems, has to be in the living room like all the time, um, so 
yeah so it's always fighting over what you know the twins want to watch uh uh pj masks uh or paw patrol or whatever and and uh marlo wants to watch something different max wants to watch something different so uh this will alleviate some of those problems and i'm hoping i can get a little more xbox time in too which will be good uh so having having two tvs that's gonna make things easier so i can actually use the tv in the living room once in a while so that's my hope so you can actually enjoy <laughs> enjoy a TV. <laughs> yeah, because uh, I mean, part of the reason why I play the Switch so much is because I don't have to play it on the TV. Yeah, uh, I've put uh, and we'll talk about this a little bit more, but I put about 75 hours into Animal Crossing so far. You fiend. And probably all but like five of that has been in handheld. Wow. So, yeah. Wow. Yeah. So you're enjoying Zipper T-Bunny right now, Dan? No, I'm not enjoying Zipper, but we'll <laughs> talk about that. Uh, I don't think I have anything else going on. New York is getting uh, absolutely thwomped with the coronavirus stuff, so I don't yeah. know. Did you know Jersey has like 26,000? Yeah, Jersey's not, I mean, they're far behind us, but when you consider the sizes of the populations, they're uh, probably per capita, they're not, not far behind us. I was making coffee today, I looked up at the TV and saw like, the Jersey governor on there talking and I just looked at 26,000. I was like, Oh, I didn't know it was that bad there. Yeah. New York is almost 90,000 cases. Yikes. Um, our County has 40 confirmed cases, um, but they've only done under 400 tests. So testing is not widespread where we are. I guarantee there's more cases in the wild out there. Yeah. Um, the, Cause the population of our County is almost 200,000. And they've only done about 400 tests, so. Yeah. No, it's definitely probably a lot uh, a lot higher than what they are not letting on because they haven't done testing, so it's not like they're being, they're deceiving you. But, yeah. you know, yep. it's, there's more than there than a lot of people probably think. Sure. Because I noticed that some of my friends back home, like, in upstate, in, like, Broome and Tioga County, like, it's not that bad, so they're not as worried as, like, I am here. But right. I'm like, like, no, don't discount it, like. Yeah. Be careful. Yeah, definitely. So, um, but yeah, I mean, it's it's not it's not been fun. It's not even not being able to leave the house. It's just being, you know, in the house all the time with with four kids who are demanding and and whiny and fight all the time. That's that's been the difficult part of it. Yeah, um, it, we're very ahead. fortunate actually that we are gamers because if we weren't, I think I don't know how I would live through this. Yeah. Yeah, it's really not that different from my everyday life other than, like I said, my older two kids being home all the time. They're usually in school during the week. Uh, you know, my wife comes down here to work during the day because she's, she's been super busy. Um, so, you know, the, we try to get my older two because they have schoolwork that they have to do. Because, um, you know, my, my son's met with his teacher on with Zoom meetings and Skype and all that stuff. So they're keeping tabs on them, but trying to get them to do schoolwork is is freaking impossible yeah the so, biggest chore i can imagine uh, but uh outside of that i miss hockey a lot <laughs> me too there's um, i don't know what they're gonna do for the rest of the season you know yeah. like do they just cancel it i i don't think so i think probably what's gonna happen is they'll have an abbreviated season starting in the fall yeah, they'll take a break and then they'll come back with a shortened 2020 2021 season. 
I'm very curious to know, like, baseball is going to have to cancel the first part of their season, right? Like, yeah. football, who knows what happens with football. I know one of the coaches in the NCAA said he doesn't think there's going to be a football season. Really? Even yeah. All the, all the way out into the fall? Yeah. I could see the, I could see them playing football, but in empty stadiums. I think that would be the smart thing to do, but I can just see the greedy people who make money off of these sports, like yeah. not wanting that, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It could very well be. It's, it's a pain in the butt is what it is. Because it, it makes a lot of sense to do that. But like with all the advertising and the money that goes into it, like, I don't know. Cause you have to bring in, like you have to broadcast the games, right? So you have to bring right. in a film crew for whatever channels you want to broadcast it on, which brings in a lot of other people for that. So it's hard to just like, you know, do an empty arena because you're still bringing in so many people. Yeah, that's true. All right. Uh, I don't think I have anything else to talk about for my week. So let's get into what we played. Uh, I get, We'll start with Animal Crossing. I'm sure everyone wants to know about Animal Crossing. So yeah, Zipper. Yeah, Will, why don't you why don't you take it away? I had forgot that this Easter thing was happening. So I get on Animal Crossing, like having just woke up woke up and i just got literally attacked by this bunny creepy like creepy looking bunny very creepy looking bunny <laughs> who just like wanted to tell me all about the celebration that they've got for bunny two weeks basically is what's going on it's not bunny day it's like bunny two weeks so basically my island's just infested with eggs at this point yeah so what what all the the easter stuff is is so when, the way you normally collect resources and stuff, uh, you can also have you also have the chance of getting eggs from from these resources. So if you're mining for rocks, you could also get rock eggs. If you're fishing, you could also get as it fish eggs or water eggs. Water um, eggs. I think. There's wood eggs. There's leaf eggs. There's sky eggs, uh, and then there's special recipes that you unlock or find uh, that use all these. Uh, and it's kind of a pain because I want to go about my my business as usual, uh, you know, trying to fill the museum, all that stuff. And it's it, I have to manage more eggs in my inventory. Oh, man. Um, so many eggs. Yeah. Which is kind of a pain. I wish, you you know, I wish you could choose to opt out of some of this stuff because I'm, I'm pretty much just gotten to the point where I'm just doing the egg stuff and then selling it. For, for money it, it makes decent money but i'd rather just be able to carry more of the usual resources that i get you know the fish and and bugs that i catch so yeah i mean my fossil basically my local economy got ruined by this um i no longer get fossils at this point it's just the earth egg or whatever mm -hmm. anything i fish is just water eggs and i would say one of three pieces of wood that i hit from a tree is an egg yeah. so and wood, normal wood is hard to get to begin with. Yeah, uh, I get a lot of softwood and a lot of hardwood, but wood wood is yeah a little harder to come by. It's a it's a rare commodity. So uh, the last thing I want to do is turn that one in three chance to a one in four chance, and that one in four chance has become like point five and four chance of me actually getting it. So yeah, um, yeah no. <laughs> I like that they're doing this because the cherry blossoms are pretty cool. I really yeah. like the cherry blossoms on the islands. It's I nice think look. that's a really cool touch. Um, and I just like, I like the Easter holiday. I'm kind of enjoy that. Cause you know, we're getting into spring, um, mm -hmm. you know, seasons are changing. I just like the whole feel of it. Um, 
So it's nice that it's in Animal Crossing. That nice because we don't have, we like we don't really get that feel of Easter right now or that spring hitting right now because of everything that's been going on. Yeah, uh, everybody's a little bit distracted. So it's nice to get that touch in Animal Crossing. I think that's a very cool thing that they're doing. But I think there's too much eggs. Yeah, there's way too many eggs. Way too many. Yeah, no, I'm I'm not a huge fan of that stuff. Uh, but other than that, I've 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 had a great time with the game. Still, I'm still continuing to fill out my island. Uh, fill out my museum i've caught a lot of a lot of stuff uh, a lot of bugs and fish for the museum gotten quite a few fossils i i i love all that stuff about the game i've gotten all my all my fruits and um i think i have room for two more villagers on my island uh which i either they either have to come through the campsite that you have on your island or you find them on your nook miles uh visits so um mm-hmm. but yeah no i'm i am digging the game i'm currently building bridges and all that fun stuff uh i like that the villagers help you out with that albeit yeah. it's not much but it's kind of nice to just get like maybe a thousand bells put towards it yeah you don't you're, have to worry about yeah i just build my first ramp yeah which is really cool because i'm working towards that campground that you gotta build for the mm-hmm. kk slider slider, slider yep. concert um and like i kind of what i'm doing is keeping that off of the main part of the island and it's going up a ramp to like one of the mountains with like a like a forest area oh that's cool uh, which, which is a real a cool thing that i kind of wanted to do but i had to like i basically didn't pay my house loan i just paid for this ramp instead uh which is really cool but i like that you can kind of pick and choose like what you want to fund like i don't really care i my house will be cool at some point i'm not worried about that i yeah. kind of want to make my island cool first so i'm yeah. like just not too worried about my house so uh, I'm just not worrying about my house loan. Yeah. Um, like you said, it's cool that you can, you can do that. And I, I, I'm also, like I said, I'm, I'm funding bridges right now. Uh, once I get my bridges built, then I'm, I'm going to start putting up ramps. Cause I have, I, I've also been working on the crossbreeding of flowers. I didn't know you could do that initially. Um, so I'm working on getting all the, all the special colors that you get by, by crossbreeding the flowers. I've got to find, I think three more flower kinds, uh, to bring them back and plant on my island. I didn't, again, I didn't know that the flower types were also something that, uh, in addition to the fruits that you get on your island, are, are different based on on your island. So, I've also had not very much, very good luck uh, with the Nook Miles. I think I've only had one out of maybe thirty that didn't have native fruit. Mm. Um, so you know the native fruit doesn't sell for nearly as much as non-native fruit in your in your uh, nook corner. What was the store called? Uh, the nook cranny. Nook, cr- nook nook cranny. Yeah, something like that. Um, but yeah, I haven't have so, not not had much luck with that. So I need you to explain something to me. Sure. So peaches or not peaches pears are my native fruit okay uh-huh, uh-huh. so if i sell that on my island i don't get diddly so i have to go to another island to sell it right you can yeah it's it's not i, I want to say it's like you would get two-thirds of what you would get by selling non-native okay so then if i i have trees for apples cherries peaches and coconuts and all of that oranges yeah. if i sell that on my island because they weren't my original fruit i get full price right? correct Correct. Okay, so I don't need to travel to sell those. Nope, nope. Just okay. your. I would stockpile your native stuff and then take it all at once and sell it on someone else's island. 
because that's what I've been doing. I actually have a lot of stacks of all of the different fruits right now that I haven't sold, uh, but I want to sell. So uh-huh. um, I'm just kind of, I want to make a lot of money. I'm also kind of doing this turn up thing right now that I'm a little. Oh, uh, yeah. The stock market. Yeah, it might take a loss on. Oh, yeah. You got to be careful. See, I was lucky because uh, Monday, because uh, you, you, you have the, so the, the, the turn up market thing is basically, it's basically a stock market. So you buy the turn ups. Uh, is it 99 bells for five turnips? Or I believe so. Something, yeah. I, however it works. Uh, and then the, they'll, the Timmy and Tommy Nook will buy them at a, at a certain price. It changes every day. So I was lucky cause it went up to so whatever, whatever the unit is. So I bought it at 99 bells and the next day it was 126. Um, so I sold, sold them right away and got, got rid of it. But, the first week I didn't, I didn't end up buying any turnips and they were all like 26 or 30. And that would have been a huge loss if I had, you know, taken up, taken them up on that offer. But yeah, I actually, there was one day where it was like 50, one day where it was like 80 and I was like, eh. and then there was a day that it was 156, but I saw on Reddit that someone sold their turnips for like a million bells. And I was like, wow. So it does get really high. Uh-huh. So I, I held. Oh, geez. <laughs> So now I'm like, ooh, today was low. And I was like, eh, that's not good. Yeah. yeah I'll be so. interested to see because that, uh, that was fun. I didn't do that the first week, but I, I made sure to do that the second week. Because as if I'm not stressed off or stressed out and about my actual finances enough, yeah. I have to add in my Animal Crossing turnips. Yep. <laughs> yeah, be you, even more stressed. Got to make all the bells. All of the bells. <laughs> Uh, another thing about the the rabbit zipper is he's he's kind of freaky looking, and there's plenty of. I'm sure if you're in the video game circle, you've seen internet memes about him like stalking you behind trees and stuff. Um, I was not able to locate him anywhere on my island this morning. Uh oh, that's what I'm worried about. I'm worried about going <laughs> into the forest to collect bugs at night and have him, you know, jump out and murder me. Uh, I love the horror aspect that Zipper has added. Yeah, well, I, I, uh, I that's kind of been been floating around for a while. But I I tweeted to somebody. I was like, I I get a very woodland critter Christmas vibe from a lot of the Animal Crossing villagers. Yeah, there is. They they do give off that vibe. So uh, Zipper just added to that horror. My favorite, like in the Arkotaku article, they go. <laughs> They talk about how Zipper is um, the Animal Crossing's way of incorporating the Christian holiday <laughs> Easter without referencing the whole Jesus being brutally tortured and executed. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, so, yeah, oh, that's, that's Zipper for you. Yeah, and a lot, again, if you're not even interested in the game, there's still people that are doing very creative things with it. Um, I saw someone created a church to Danny DeVito in the game Ooh. and it was, they used all the trash recipes. So their church was like the trash wallpaper and trash benches. I think they, there was garbage bags and tires piled up in the thing, but in the game, you can, you can, you can create your own custom artwork. Um, but what you can do is there's, there's a website that you can upload images to, and it'll create a QR code that you scan with the, the Nintendo Switch Online phone app, and then it'll send it into your game. So I put my Rated G Games logo on there, and that's like my flag on my island now. That's um, but cool. you can use pictures of anything, you know. Um, so a lot of people were 
you know, putting pictures of celebrities that they were hanging up on their wall. Like it's very, <laughs> very, very neat things. Very quite a few neat things that you can do with the game that that I don't know probably weren't intended by the by the developers, but they they basically gave everybody the tools and just said, "Go for it, kids! Yep, yep. <laughs> make your own fun." So actually, one thing that I've been looking at that I I was disappointed that you couldn't do is put put down like walkways like you can in Stardew Valley. Um, but there is you can there there's i don't have any walkways there's nothing pretty sure that there's like sidewalk i one of my friends who's he time skips but has sidewalks and stuff okay yeah i might might not just be i might not be there yet Um, but what some people were doing was use there's qr codes for like pavement stones and stuff so i might i might do that or maybe that's what lay it down on the ground maybe that's what they're doing then could be Doing the QR codes, but I was under the impression that there were. Yeah, there could be. I might not just not be there yet. I haven't gotten any any recipes or anything for any kind of sidewalks. There's a ton of recipes for absolutely everything too. Yeah, I mean, neat. to be honest with you, like the first like major objective that you kind of do is have the KK Slider concert. Mm-hmm. That's like the only thing. And after that, I don't know what the game does, like story wise, or what it steers you in the direction of. So like. There's a whole lot to this game, I imagine, that a lot of us just have no clue yet. Yeah, especially not being veterans of the series. I have no idea what, what comes down the road. I'm going to, at the very least, I'll do like my daily stuff. You know, I'll gather the fruit on my island and sell it. I'll I'll do all that stuff. I'll get the the Nook Miles, the bonus Nook Miles, and the, you know, all that stuff. Um, but I'm, I've been having fun just kind of like customizing my island too, so. It's great. Yeah, I've been doing like if there's a day that I don't really feel like playing as much, like I just do my dailies and that's that. But there are days where I feel like playing a lot and I'll play a couple hours. So I'm I'm not like trying to burn through it. I'm just kind of like keeping my playtime low for right now, just so like I don't get burnt out on it because yeah. I don't want to be burnt out on it. So sure. and I think some people who are kind of done with the game already have had that issue because they played so much and just like time skipped or what have it and like kind of just not getting the main gameplay loop of the game, you know? Sure. Like having to wait. So, yep. Uh, but that's all, that's all I played this week. So, um, will, I'll let you take it away from here. So I beat doom eternal. Hey, yeah. Nice. I beat six games in March. That's a lot. Yeah. I was, I was busy. Um, when we were going over episode ideas, I said we could do a, Dur- a Doom Eternal episode. Mm-hmm. I was kind of hoping you didn't pick that, just because I liked Doom Eternal a lot. It was like a dumb, fun game, but I just have no real thoughts on it to add. That's like sure. conversation worthy, to yeah. be honest. Like the only complaint I had is the final mission went on a little too long. Okay. Um, that's like it. It was a fun game, mechanically very sound. They give you a lot of ways to kill a lot of these demons. Uh, Doom guy is pretty cool. Um, still don't think he should be added to Smash, but he's still pretty cool. And that's kind of my thoughts on the game. Mm-hmm. It was just like a fun game to break up my four games in March with to bridging it to my new games that I'm playing. Gotcha. Uh, so I've been doing that. I've also been playing Pokemon White. I'm on the eighth gym leader with that. So I'm almost done with that game too. Uh, Pokemon White's pretty good. My next one's going to be Pokemon White 2 that mm-hmm. I'll play. Uh, kind of doing a playthrough of a lot of the Pokemon series right now. Um, Might as well, right? Yeah, I mean, 
between Persona, Animal Crossing, and the Pokemon games that I'm playing. That's just like been what I've been playing. I know me and my roommate want to play the Division and Children of Morta. So oh. yeah, we've got that on the docket. So well, if you need someone for the Division too, let me know. Yeah, we would love to have it because we we're trying to get Johnny to play, but Johnny can't or won't or whatever. So yeah. we do need a third person, which would be a lot of fun. Yeah, let me know. Is it cross play? Yep. Perfect. There I know. Go. I I'm so excited because I for the longest time I was never able to play with you guys for these games because I prefer PC. That's my my primary platform for that type of stuff. And we couldn't play together, but now all of a sudden we can. Like, you know, we've got Fortnite. Warzone. Yep. I played with Eric and 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 his his friend Vito. They are both on Xboxes on on PC, and I can play with them. It's great. Yeah, yeah. No, I like the division. Like we liked the division one too, like yeah. as well. So it's like now that we have the division two, like I really want to get into that and play it a little bit. So when we start, Dan, we'll definitely let you know. Yeah. Uh, we talked about playing Dauntless together. Like that's cross play now too. So you guys can play on Xbox. I can play on PC. It's fantastic. Yeah. No, it's like it's nice that developers are allowing this to happen finally. Yep. Just like, why, why do you want to punish the way that somebody else wants to play when you can easily make it so you can all play? Yeah. So I, and I like that. So, um, that's really it for me. Honestly, I've just been, it's a lot of things that I don't really have much to add about doom or Pokemon. So, yeah. Yeah. I got, I got nothing. Uh, I've only played, uh, animal crossing i'll be at a lot of animal Crossing. a lot yeah like i said i'm i'm up to 75 hours which if you uh so i was at 65 hours when it finally gave me my 10 day hour count so that's about six and a half hours per day <sighs> yeah really good i think i'm at 20 a lot of late nights a lot of here and there during the day so yeah, just get it any time you can, because you can do some things regardless of what time, like, or however much time you have, you know? Yep. All right, so uh, we got an email from Idaho Jake who says, Hey, guys, for my more in March, I'd be Batman and Borderlands Telltale Games. So if we do April, I would try harder now that my job has been reduced to 19 hours a week. Ooh. Jake, Sorry that about stinks, that. man. Yeah. That's tough. Hopefully this this whole thing blows over before too long. Yeah, I think everybody collectively wants to get back to work. Yep. Yes, they do. Hey, Tito, what's up? Tito, what's going on? Just in time for feedback, Tito. Uh, so Jake beat two games. I unfortunately only was able to beat Children of Morda. I never finished Ori in the Blind Forest. There's just never a good opportunity. I have not been down here very much because my twins, uh, they don't want to be down here. So... I uh, yep. just wanted to share animal. <laughs> yep, same here, Tito. I was just saying, yep. I'm I'm at 75 hours on Animal Crossing. Um, I love it too. It's it's so good. It's it's like it's my sanity right now. Uh, it's so good to play. Yeah, yeah. it's lighthearted, keeps things light, fun. Yeah. Yep. So you you know you'll run around and chase a bug, and you'll catch it in your in your uh, in your uh, net, and it'll give you a nice little tone. You're like, yay, I caught something. <laughs> I saw a meme online. I think it was in the Stardew Valley subreddit where it goes like in Animal Crossing, if you catch a fish, everyone in the town gathers to clap for you. Whereas in Stardew Valley, you'll give a gift to someone and they'll tell you they hate it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I don't think I've had. I don't think I've given any anything to my Animal Crossing villagers that they haven't liked. Tito, if you want my friend code right now, I can send it to you in the chat. 
I think he's getting his that I'll have to take a picture of because I don't have my switch down here. I can uh, grab my Joy-Cons real quick. Uh, yeah, so Jake. Oh, yeah, so I, I didn't finish. Uh, I only finished Children of Morta, um, which was really good. And Ori and the Blind Force was really good. I just never never got around to it. I haven't been down here other than for, for podcasts because um, I had planned on like during the day for us to come down here. And, uh, you know, for my, my twins of playing the other half of the basement and my older two to do schoolwork, but it hasn't worked out like that. So, um, my twins don't want to come down here when my older two come down here, they just want to play. They don't want to do schoolwork. Um, and then if, if I do get the twins come down here, I pretty much sit down and then they want to go back upstairs. So I, I like I said, I haven't even been down here and unfortunately it's not cross play, uh, or cross save. So the PC version and the uh, Xbox version, there's no cross save. So uh, really? it's not like, yeah, I, I was shocked by that, but that was the case. Um, Dan, I have your friend code, by the way. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to take a picture of this just in case. Um, Grab mine. Yeah. Okay. So I got Tito's switch friend code. All right. Um. Anyway, yeah, so uh, nice work, Jake. Yeah, I hope to get to more games this month, too. I don't know if they know that new coming out other than, oh, Gears Tactics. Uh, I didn't talk about this, but the early impressions of Gears Tactics are really, really good right now. So, Which is um, awesome. Yeah, it is awesome. I'm, I'm more excited for that than I, than I thought I would be. So that, that's a good thing. Uh, I'll definitely be playing that when it comes out. Apparently, it's a really good, a really good uh, tactics game, so... Which I I mean, I didn't think about this at the time, but that game translates very well to the tactics genre. Yeah, definitely. And just, just how it plays, you know, normally as a shooter, it's it's seamless. Yeah, it's very XCOM-y without being too much like XCOM. Yeah. So, uh, Jake wins the game giveaway. I know I didn't send your games out, Jake. Uh, I will definitely get to that. The problem was I didn't have Corey's password information. It's usually Corey's new, fault. Uh, well, it's it's uh, it's my fault because it's on my new computer. I didn't I didn't get that stuff sorted. All right, that one. Boom. Oops. All right. Okay. Evernote. Let's see. Let me know when you're ready. Yeah. It's taking forever because I'm sure my internet connection is just screaming right now. I know our internet speed got throttled. Oh, it got throttled? Yeah. Yeah, we haven't experienced that yet. Um, but, you know, it's it's constant, like, downloading and it's just crazy. Yeah. Okay, so Idaho Jake, game one. 37. 37 is Slime Sand. Slime Sand. I'll go to put the number two. Okay, game number two. 125. 125. Is 
uh, Monaco. I think we talked about this, but I think Jake already has Monaco. He probably has like four copies. <laughs> probably. Uh, 24. 24 is Command and Conquer Red Alert 3. Command and Conquer. Okay. Uh, game four. 68. 68. Is Dark Heritage Guardians of Hope. Okay, and last game. 39. 39. No blanks so far, unless this one's a blank. It is. Dang it, I jinxed it on the last one. Okay. Uh, 108. 108. Is Rhymberta. So your choices, Jake, are uh, Slime Sand, Monaco, Command & Conquer 3, uh... Red Alert, Uprising, Dark Heritage, and Rhymeberta. So let us know what you want. I still have your Urnog, Unlimited, and Broken Sword Director's Cut that I'll get to, out to you ASAP. Um, Tito, recently moved to new apartments, 40 feet from my old one. Got my own place now, though, and quadrupled my internet speed, so I'm pretty happy so far. That's awesome. That is awesome. That's a great time to quadruple your internet speed. Yeah, we're we're pros about staying home too. Um, that hasn't hasn't really been that different for me. The only time I leave the leave the house is to take computers over to my boss's house to to ship. That's like once, maybe twice a week, probably. Yeah. So, uh, that's it. It's nice that I don't have to come into contact with anyone. So, uh, one thing I want to share is I'm lucky to still be working. I helped with the Nickelodeon project at Corona Town Hall with celebrities, kids, and experts, hosted by Kristen Bell. We did everything remotely, everyone working from home. Wow. That's crazy. That, that is pretty crazy. So if you have kids, check out Nickelodeon Kids Together Town Hall, hosted by Kristen Bell. We'll I'll definitely check that out. That's that's awesome. That is awesome, Tito. Hey, a lot of people are losing their jobs, so it's a really good job. Or really awesome that you get to like continue working. Good yeah. for you. That's fantastic. I will definitely check that out. Um, well, next week, what do you want to what do you want to do? I would like to do our Olympics thing that we've been talking about off air and do that as an episode okay. for like get that out there. But that's really going to depend on Eric and Corey being on. So sure. um, it's a possibility. It's it's an idea we've been knocking around. We won't share too much information about it now. But but uh, other than that like uh i don't have any new games that are coming out for a while so it won't be a, it won't be a new game it'll be a evergreen type of thing yeah uh, probably maybe a maybe a listicle or something like that i'm very upset that i'm probably not gonna be able to get the final fantasy 7 remake oh really no yeah, money? i don't have no money okay that wasn't one of the ones you had already bought and paid for how Gotcha. I have this thing called a credit card that I'm like, maybe I'll just deal with it later. <laughs> it's not like you could trade a few games in for it because now all the stores are closed. Yeah, so. everything Connecticut is shutting down. So, yeah, I don't know. I'm very upset. It's kind of nice out for Sonal 5 Royal right now, though. So, sure. But I really want to play the remake. Yeah. 
So we'll see. Okay. Um, so yeah, that'll do it for episode 450 of the Thumbstick Athletes podcast. I'm your host, Dan. And I'm Will. Thanks for listening and get out of my basement.